Thomas Anderson, the only podcast all about the works of Paul Thomas Anderson all night. You want some of that PGA, baby? Chris Ivy and Nick Thomas. It's Pod Thomas Anderson. Welcome back, motherfuckers. We're here. This is how we win. Welcome back to Pod Thomas Anderson. I am one half of your host, Chris Ivy. And with me, as always, Nikki T, Nikki Bling, the famous Nikki T. Howie Best Blingo. friends with uh, Josh and Benny Safty now. Fucking love them, dude. Guys, huge stuff. We are back. We're back. We got a bunch of episodes coming up. Uh, just to give you a run through, Nick and I are going to catch up on some movies. I'm going to orgasm about 1917. We're going to do some movie news and then top ten of the year, right? Yeah, that's it. I think we we and just so you know, Asterix haven't seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> Because we are in Alabama. Yeah, they so, get the wide release of that two years later. Here, yeah, so. we'll 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 give a full review in 2022. Yeah, Nick, how you been, buddy? Good man. Just fucking watched a lot of movies, but turns out a lot of them not from this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> catching catch up. up. Well, we we're still gonna be releasing our decade list. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, I mean, we're watching old stuff. Yeah, watching shit to make sure this shit's finally tuned. That's what's taking so long on this. We want to fucking make sure it's definite, set in stone, because this this is going on the internet forever. This so. is this is. Also, we got to start a letterbox for Pod Thomas Anderson too. Keep That's on the lookout idea. for that. Nikki's gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, got, we'll see what he does. A, there's a work pile what for you. Know. <laughs> That's I'm a just, lot. Listen, this is the podcast of overcommitting, under delivering, and we yeah. are proud of it. Okay? This is like, did I just say we're going to do that? This is <laughs> this is me, when me and Nick get to catch up. So that's how this goes. Yeah. This is how it happens. So, Nick, what have you been watching? Uh, last night I watched Snowpiercer again. So good, right? It's good, man. I was kind of like, man, you know. Parasite kind of narrowly beats it out. It's it's a perf- they're both perfect fucking movies. They but. really are. Isn't Korean filmmaking sort of having a moment that like indie cinema in the U.S. was having in the early nineties? It is, man. I'm glad. Where you kind of just want to see everything that's coming out. Yeah, and it's starting to get to where it's like you're a dumbass if you can't get past subtitles. Like if you if you if that makes you stop watching a movie, fuck you. Then. Well, a lot of like Parasite. It's like I found myself not even reading them at a certain point. Like, you get what's going on. Yeah, and you get, like, it doesn't distract from it at all. Like, once you, you know, I'm used to that shit, too. Like, a lot of stuff I watch, like, one of my favorite filmmakers is a Russian filmmaker. So, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of his stuff subtitles. So, you know, when you watch something like Parasite, it makes it a little easier to digest. Very easy. Very yeah. easy. You get it. Yeah. You know, no canon retweeted some the other day. Did you know that all of the Parasite stuff was sets? Really? All of it was sets. No fucking way. Isn't that insane? That Even is insane. Even with the flood and everything, all sets. Imagine fucking how much money that And he showed stills cost. of it. Shouts out to Noah Cannon. OG, yeah. PT, A fan. Official. PDA uh, fan. Pod Thomas On fan. the street, man. Yeah, he's our guy. We'll get him back on, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll we call him from an undisclosed location on the West Coast. Yeah, wherever the fuck he is. But yeah, all sets. They made everything. And the cinematographer helped design the house. That's fucking awesome. I had so no it would idea. look the way it looked, and it could shoot the way that it shoots. That may be why it works so well. It's amazing, yeah. man. It's really good. Uh, what do you think about Snowpiercer watching it again? Is that the first time you kind of watched it since it came out a few years back? Yeah, it's been since it came out. I saw it in the theater, 
And uh, you I remember, got to see that in the theater. Yeah, I really liked it then. I remember I think it was Michael McCall recommended it. Him or Scott Gordon one recommended it, and I was like, I'll check that out. I thought the title. I didn't wasn't familiar with Bong Joon Ho. I thought it was a new fucking James Bond movie from the title. Like I really it did. It Does sound like a James Bond. Right, movie. but uh, I saw it. and I was like, oh, this is not at all what I fucking thought it was gonna be. This is like really tense. It's one of those like just gives you fucking anxiety, which we've seen a lot of in movies lately, especially with the safties. Peter um, Davenport loves that movie too. Snow Talks about it a lot. Yeah, it's it's perfect. It's, it's like a western. Yeah, it's like one of those that universally like you watch that with anybody, like casual moviegoer. You know, it's gonna fucking love that movie. Well, that's why I feel like Parasite has found a way to break through. I feel like the last foreign language film that broke through the way Parasite has is Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. Where like even your mom is like, "What's Parasite? I gotta right. see this movie." Yeah, it's it's weird, uh, and it, it deserves every bit of fucking buzz this. Even people who aren't up on movies the way that we are are like, "Parasite, I gotta see that." Yeah, you've you, seen it. Yeah, it's like coworkers. <laughs> I've had coworkers ask me about that this year, especially with movies. Like, I've got asked about the Lighthouse from like dipshit fucking coworkers that like don't know anything about like culture or anything. They're like, "Have you seen the Lighthouse?" Like. Yeah, have you? <laughs> yeah, I've did seen not it. Think, did not think while you were popping Adderalls and listening to Sublime, you would also right. want to watch The Lighthouse. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you don't understand I'm about to talk to you about this for 10 minutes and it's going to be exhausting. So, And then they walk away. Well, the Oscar nominations came out. Yeah. We haven't had a chance to talk about that on here. Pretty, uh, uh, pretty disappointing, per usual. Uh, <laughs> First off, if you thought the Oscars were white a few years ago, this is white. They this don't is, give a fuck. This is white where you pronounce the H. It is white. It's almost respectable uh, how much they don't fucking care about the public opinion of it. Really? Like, the Willem Dafoe snub is was surprising. That's nuts. Sandman, though, getting snubbed. Yeah. Why? Dude, listen to this. Richard Jewell has more Oscar nominations then the farewell, uncut gems, the lighthouse, and honey boy combined. Yeah, that's insane. Richard Jewell. Because some of those have zero fucking nominations, <laughs> which is just insane. I, I don't. A understand. lot of Irishmen love uh, the SAG Awards were last night. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix winning was cool. Yeah, he had a really cool acceptance speech. Did you see it? I didn't see it. We're burning a little bit of movie news, but we'll go ahead and talk about it. Uh, he talked about how Leonardo DiCaprio took all of his roles when he was younger and how much he respected him. He did a really cool thing where he went around to each actor and like gave them 15 seconds of like, I really loved what you did in this film. Oh, that's fucking sick. I, that's and like right up they, my alley. Oh, it, you would love this. The speeches last night were really good. They, my boy. Our yeah, boy. Yeah. And uh, he ends up getting at the end. He goes, I just have to thank one last person. I owe my entire career to this person, and I stand on his shoulders. Thank you, Heath Ledger. And then walked off. I heard about that. I did hear about that. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty that's, cool. That's the only highlight of it I would. I heard about it. It's like, this sounds, there's way more cooler shit in that speech than that. Yeah. Um, that's cool. You know, Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, however you fucking feel about it. You know, people that are fans of it, a lot of them are dumb. But it's a it's good. It's a good fucking movie. Are you insane? You know. I mean, it's the best bank robbing scene since Heat ever, or the town. I'll say it. I don't give a fuck. Oh, the town's pretty pretty great. fucking good, man. Well, you know, we can talk about widows, but that's not really widows a bank. too. Widows, widows too. Widows is a good heist movie. We'll throw that scheme we're in here, there. We're here for a heist movie. We're here for anybody robbing anything. Oh, dude. 
I want a new fucking safety run. Yes. It's like heist. Yeah, well, you, I think it's going to be a while. I think yeah. these guys well, are spent a little bit. Yeah, I feel it, though. Much deserved. Time yeah, off. pretty great. Um, the new, well, we're asking for new safties. They give us a short film out of nowhere, Goldman Silverman. Yeah, I uh, like it. I what'd like you think it. about it? It's about, uh, a sh- they shot it. They didn't have permits for that, right? No, they right? did it guerrilla style, like just in the middle of Times Square. And which Sandler, is like, when you watch, like, he really committed to it. It's yeah. incredible. It's. I'm sitting there watching it too because it's filmed like guerrilla style, no permits, no nothing. Adam Sandler is out there, you know, dresses like the Goldman, like you know, everybody's seen with it. the little like, buzzer in. Yeah. He's all gold. He's even wearing the do rag that's gold. Right. The whole suit. He's dancing like a robot, not saying any words, and he has that little whistling, so every yeah, time he's like... to make like, the noise. Zzz, zzz. But it's like, it made me wonder, you know, if I'm walking through Times Square, you know, would I fucking catch... Th- that's fucking Adam Sandler, you know? No, I don't think anybody knew it was Adam you, Sandler. You don't think about that, you know? How funny was it the where they show the board, and it's like Adam Sandler's credits, it's like appeared on Jimmy Kimmel over yeah, a million YouTube and it, But it doesn't say his name, but it is all his stats on yeah, the board. Yeah, it really is. Um, I do like uh, when Benny Safdie's character, who's the Silverman, they're kind of competing against each other almost in a way. It's, it's Goldman's Adam Sandler. He's kind of the one that's the best at it in a way. And uh, when Benny walks up, I laugh so fucking hard when he's just like grabs up. He's like, this guy don't know what the fuck he's doing. What this, guy, this guy's doing it all wrong. I like when Sandler tries to talk with the whistle. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It's fucking amazing. You should go see it, guys. It's on Vimeo for free out there. Yeah, I, I've, you know, I've streamed it on the TV a ton of times. You got if to. If you haven't seen Uncut Gems and you're like, should I go see Uncut Gems? I feel like everybody who has list, who will listen to this podcast has seen Uncut you Gems. You have to have. But if you haven't and you're like, should I spend the money? Like, yes. You watch yeah. that and be like, wow, I have it's just cool seeing Adam Sandler do fun stuff again. Yeah, and it's not just because like you need to see it on a big screen because it's like the cinematography and colors and everything are great. The sound engineering and design in that movie is fucking next level. Like people talking over each other, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. Robert Altman's like movies a little bit, like mixed with I don't know. Like it's like their own thing now. It's just like thrillers. It's like it's like if Alfred Hitchcock made a Robert Altman movie. Yeah, it's like if Hitchcock made a Robert <laughs> Altman movie and like was just. Doing as much coke as PTA on Magnolia. Wow, it's something to behold. Yeah. I went and saw Uncut Gems again. We'll get back to Oscar nomination stuff and bitch about that. But Uncut Gems. But Jim's I saw, though. yeah, I saw Uncut Gems <laughs> again at the theater, and just I, I now I've kind of turned a little bit on the ending. I really liked the ending when I didn't before. Yeah, the ending felt good, and I really liked it. And it's just, it's just a cool movie, you know. It is. It's. Uh... It's not. I'll say this, we're going to get in this episode to our best 10 of the year. I don't want to spoil my list, but it's not the best movie of the year, but it's definitely the coolest movie no, of the year. No, it absolutely is. It's um, it's like, it's just a, it's just cool. Man. I won't say anything about that because I don't want to spoil mine either, but you might be surprised. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It's The Sadies kind of get... I wonder why I ran about them because I've been thinking about them. they're very fucking like they're inspirational a little bit. I don't know why I said it like that. Well, but. they are because it's two guys who really they're like they good get, time. They were like Howie. They had no money and they pushed all their chips to the table with the kid from Twilight. And they they, they like know about film and like and how they to also make it care. Good. And they're fans too. They're very much fa- they're big fucking film nerds. So like so for instance, you and I both got some of the. A24 merch, it's 
awesome. We'll take yeah. pictures and post it on the Instagram what we got. Yeah, it's fucking great. But it's a it's like a magazine and it's an interview with his dad who worked in the Diamond District and they go through all these stories. And I love too the different movies and advertisements they have in it. It's, it's like awesome. shit that they love. All like Sandler's great shit like Big Daddy which is, you know, I don't want to say slept on but like you don't really hear it when you hear about Sandler's great shit but that's a fucking, that's a top three Sandler movie for well, me. I would imagine if you watch Big Daddy you're like Oh, Adam Sandler. The the scene in the courtroom. Yeah. It's fucking great. You're like, oh, this is a this is serious actor. And he's who good can at acting. Do it. Yeah. And I'll say top three Sandler Sandler movies, not serious Sandler movies like Punch Drunk Love and Uncut Gems now. But, but it's the ones that like he produced. The it's Happy ones Madison ones. Written, produced, like yeah, that's a top three. It's, it's sure. great. It's really good. I just love it so much and they care about giving you things we both have the uncut gems poster yeah the a24 like promotional like department like they go out of their fu- they fucking nailed it with this but like go to their side they got a bunch of cool promotional shit from like the past movies they've done i might it's get that uncut gems mug if it's still available too. it's fucking sick man i feel like that's the only way i can win yeah, you know? that's how you win. This is how we win, getting I, the mug. Like, they had the Bo Burnham did a zine for um Jonah Hill did a zine that I really want. That one looks really good. He's got the a mid-90s one? Yeah, it's a I mid-90s. I the resale on it's stupid. It's fucking... No, it's $5. $5 no, it's A24. still on there? Yeah, $5. I need to go buy it. Uh, A24 is great, man. They're the best uh, movie company now. Like, they give fans of movies, like, everything they fucking want. Like mm-hmm. you don't just get to see the movie, you can buy fucking promotional like movie merchandise, like collectible shit for every movie. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really fantastic. They they care. They care yeah, the, about us. They care about the people who watch the movies. Right. The pop up shop they did for Uncut Gems is fucking unbelievable. The, the hotline they had. Yeah. So what we're gonna do real quick? We're gonna get back to the Oscar stuff, and we're yeah. talking about A twenty four. I told you this before we hopped on the pod. I have no idea what A24 did to the Academy because they don't get any love. I have a sneaky suspicion that it's, uh, you know, they they like the fun, they like to take risks, you know, as cliche as that sounds. They take risk on, like, young filmmakers. Well, who's making that, Climax? You know what I yeah, mean? right. You know, they, they take risk on filmmakers that want to make different shit and, you know... They're kind of. I think they're kind of jealous of them a little bit. I think that they're they're there's some kind of like built in like, uh oh, it looks like these motherfuckers w- between uncut gems and you know all the other shit they put out. They're got, they might fucking you know wipe out this whole Hollywood bullshit where you got like all this red tape for making stuff that's interesting and different. And I think they they know that and that could have something to do with it. Hopefully they're getting close. Uh, let Let's roll through the Oscar stuff. You yeah. kind of give me your thoughts. I know you don't care as much about this as me, but. I just think Oscars are important because people go and see movies because they're nominated for Oscars. I'll agree And when with the that. wrong movies get nominated, the frustration is not at the stupid award show where everybody dresses up. No, yeah. yeah. The frustration is that people don't get to experience this cool stuff. Yeah. And if you look at a movie like, like We Love Uncut Gems or Good Time or any of the A24 stuff, a lot of like... It's small potatoes compared to these big studios. Mm-hmm. And if these movies make a modicum of money, 
all the people involved with that movie who took a risk to make something cool get paid. Yeah. So if they're nominated for Oscars, they will get more money and continue to make cool shit. That is why we care. Yeah. It, That's it, why the Oscar nominations matter. No, it does. Yes, you can be like, oh, it's just a stupid award show that blah, blah, blah. But some dude in Iowa will go see a movie because yes. it's on the Oscar nominated list. And Robert Eggers and fucking Ari Oster and all these people will get to make what they want more. Correct. And, instead uh, no, of like, instead of like Carrie Fukunaga having to make fucking James Bond. Yeah, no, it. it I agree, one hundred and ten percent. Also, exactly. have you seen that preview for the new James Bond? No, I don't even fucking care. I just, I don't like. There are James Bond movies that aesthetically, even like the older ones, like look really nice and they're 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 fun. But I just don't give a fuck, really. I, they're, they're, they're a fun. lot of them are so much of the same. Yeah, the Daniel Craig ones are fun. Like Casino Royale's fun. Casino Royale's great. You know, like I like those. But you know, I have a few of those Daniel Craig ones that I think are terrible. No, yeah, I think honestly. But I, it's just like what we're trying to say is like Carrie Fukunaga doesn't get to keep making movies like right. Beast of Donation because he's got to get some cash. He's got to do some bullshit like fucking franchise movie now. Yeah. So that's why we care about these. I'm going to roll through the Best Picture nominated movies. We'll just do, hit the big categories. We won't go into all of them like we did last year. Yeah. But I just want to get your thoughts on movies you think might have been snubbed. Uh, but nominated for Best Picture. Ford Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. Okay, I think there's obviously a few of those that are very deserving. Uh, uh, but they got about half the list right. Yeah, and honestly, I know you won't agree with this, but The Irishman, I think it, it makes perfect sense why it got nominated. But, I mean, I do think Listen, it's... The Irishman is like Alabama football. Like, I get it's going to be in the top ten at the yeah. beginning of the year in the polls. Like, okay, it's like I get you, it. That one you That get. one's like a legacy win. And also, even though I don't like The Irishman, there are really good scenes and really fun stuff in it. And all the times that Scorsese didn't get nominated for shit... Or win for shit he should have. He should be, yeah. He should be. People are not trying to fuck it up. He so should be I get getting it. caked up on that shit. But yeah, I get it. There, Ford Ferrari, I liked a lot. Not a best picture nominee, in no. my opinion. Uh, Joker, not so much. No, I have a theory. When we get to best actor and Walking um, Phoenix, I have a theory Parasite, about Parasite, Once Upon a Time, nineteen seventeen, Marriage Story, I'll allow it. Little Women, okay. Yeah. Hey, listen, my daughter wanted to see it, and I got to watch it with my daughter. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Joker, no dice. Jojo Rabbit, I really liked. Maybe not best picture, though. Maybe not best picture. So, I don't know. Three to four, wrong. Yeah. The the only things that I think maybe should have been included in there, and then I'll let you go. Uh, Uncut Gems. For sure, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems feels like a moment. Yeah. And I know we two white guys, so obviously we love our cut jibs. You're wearing a Hawks hat. No, I've got my Grizz hoodie over there. Basketball's literally playing in the background right, it's, of, this, you know, it's, it's, of the TV. It's for us, but it's... It's great. Like, it's a cultural moment. It's very culturally fucking real. It's the most memeable movie. I, you just see fucking Howard... Uh, People love it. 
It's, it's there's memes of how people it right doing everywhere. like Thanos with the tiny glasses right. on saying this is how I win exactly the and Star Wars uncut gem memes are really funny have see, you seen any of those ex- I haven't but exactly I'll what, show you let me show you this one it's uh, Qui Gon Jinn kneeling it's exactly with uh, Howie's brother in law staring right behind him you will fucking die laughing at this shit but that kind of just proves the point about it being culturally relevant that's fucking awesome <laughs> that actually looks really fucking cool too it y'all should. Y'all should Google so, that. So, Uncut Gems, uh, I I know it wasn't going to happen, and I don't know why this movie so slept on. Honey Boy, I would I would yeah. say could go there. I think so too. Um, I should have got a what best else? direct. What um, else? Midsummer fucking slept on by the Oscars. Not a single fucking nomination. Not even me. for cinematography. Nothing, man. Not even for script. You're gonna tell me that fucking I, and and I really like Queen and Slim a lot. I and, still haven't seen it. So. And I think it could have been fair. I'll, I'll tell you what. Lena Waithe got fucking robbed by not getting nominated for Best Screenplay. We'll get to that one. Uh, best Picture's not super bad. I think The Lighthouse should have got a nomination. Joker being the most nominated movie of the year is it's crazy. Nuts. It's nuts, but it, it made the most fucking money, uh, which usually isn't the case for fucking nominations, but there's something fucking going on there. I have a theory about that, uh, and I mean, it's obviously not true, but you'll agree with me. Let's just, you know, we're all pissed about the Joker getting as much nominations as it got. Uh, but I'm let's, cool with Joaquin. Yeah. Let's look at it like Joaquin getting snubbed for the fucking master. As and that. not winning, and yeah. He should fucking sweep in that case. The master fucking got slept on, baby. It Well, we... we you don't have to tell me. Yeah. I agree. They d- People still don't get it. Let Joaquin take everything for the Joker in that case. Also, I did really like the cinematography in the Joker. I thought it I looked nice. I, I liked. I liked the movie. I just don't think it's a. Uh, a it's not a best. Movie. It's not a best picture, and it's because it made a ton of money. It's, but I mean, I would easily swap out Joker for us if it were me. I would too. I would. I would give you that. Like, uh, uh, yeah. So, best actor in a leading role, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. You haven't seen that. Which, I have. Fuck! It looks awesome. It's incredible. Yes, that rides. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time. Yes. Yes. I think this is Leo's best work ever, and I, it's weird how I Brad so. Pitt is sweeping everything. Like people don't act like. Brad Pitt said it in his SAG speech last night and it was very funny. He's like, yeah, this role was real tough for me to play. A dude that gets high all the time, takes his shirt off, and doesn't get along with his wife. Right. And everybody laughed. It was funny because, like, Brad Pitt's cool, but it's not like a stretch. Leo having to essentially be an insecure TV star, which you probably would imagine is his biggest fear for his career, right? Yeah, it's like him playing... That he falls off that hard... And he has a stutter. He does that stutter. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think that's what went into him is it, like acting in that. Like the the role was like it's. He feels that way. Could like that could possibly happen to him. I'm happy he got nominated. I am too. I, I wish it would get more love. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Okay, sure. Yeah, Walking Phoenix. Yes. Here's the one. I Jonathan Price for the Two Popes. I like the Two Popes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't I, I'll never see it. Weren't the Oscars supposed to be anti-Netflix? What is going on here? I don't know, man. That's fucked up, though. They're, that's insane. I understand, like, Jonathan Pross probably does deserve that nomination at the very least. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. I mean, when you're stacked up against Sandler, Sandler getting snubbed for that? I'm so, Fuck the only, that. The only, thing, the only thing in that category I would change is I'd throw Eddie Murphy in in the Jonathan Price spot. Yeah, 
I put uh, Sandler there too for sure. Well, yeah, Sandler for just, sure. Who would we take out? Uh, Adam Drive. Take, take out Adam, Adam Driver. Adam. Put in Sandman. Take out Price. Put in Murphy. Also, you think stack about then. think about how Antonio Banderas, DiCaprio, Sandler, Joaquin Phoenix, and Eddie Murphy in the same category. Yeah, that's the boys fucking taking the also, Oscars. Also, it's right like there. Oscars. Don't you want to have the shot where all these guys are looking to see who wins? What is wrong with you? Don't you want to make a good telecast? Right. Dude, if that were the fucking nominations, all it would take for the boys to be on fucking top of this is fucking Norm MacDonald hosting or something. And that's our fucking Oscar <laughs> year right there. Uh, actress in the leading role, uh, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. She's good. I liked her in Widows better. I don't like her. She annoys me. Really? Her, she also she's about to fucking cry all the time. I hated her in Bad Times at El Royale. I just... She's good in Widows, but like I, I loved her in Widows, man. Yeah, I don't. know. Okay, also I, a look, dime though. She's a dime. She's beautiful and she's fit. Yeah, I just she looks like she's about to crawl the fucking time. It, it's the I'm same. a fan. I like her. Uh, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Sosha Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Bombshell's pretty great. I haven't seen also, it. Also, also for the listeners, I would never recommend this. I don't know how I came across it. But there is a companion piece to Bombshell where all the women from the movie get interviewed by Megyn Kelly right after they watch it, and they talk about what's real in the movie. And I thought Bombshell was sort of like, listen, it's Fox News. It's a liberal, by a liberal director, Mm. like, this is going to be over the top and not. No, no, it's actually worse the way they describe it. Yeah. Yeah, and Megyn Kelly does an interview. Like, I'm telling you, see Bombshell, it's only an hour 45, then watch this Megyn Kelly interview. Huh. Like, Megyn Kelly's husband is even in the interview. I kind of want to watch Duplass. that first, before the movie, and then like be like, I like oh, it after. Were... I like it after. It was such it's a, a better surprise. Because I was like, I was watching Bombshell, and I was like, is it really like this? You know? Mm-hmm. It, I wasn't like the people who were like, I won't watch a movie about Fox News. It's like, fucking grow up. It's what? A, it's an entertainment network. Like That's like being like, hey, I don't agree with the politics in the World Wrestling Federation. It's like, okay. No, it's but, even worse than that. But like watching <laughs> it and then having your idea. Because after you watch it, you're like, so how did this kind of go? Yeah. And then hearing them, it's a good juxtaposition. But watch both. Hey, shit, watch it before. Yeah, it's yeah. a real interesting thing. I think it's But sounds... they give away a lot of interesting, fun stuff about the movie. Okay. I like the movie. Short runtime, good stuff. Charlize Theron is so lights out. Uh, Lupita Nyongo, snubbed as fuck. Needs to be on there for sure. Um, gave one of the best horror performances ever. Um, who else? Who else do you think would be snubbed? Best actress? Um... Julia Fox, man. I think she fucking deserves to go up there. Straight up, like... I was, well, never mind. That was going to sound real creepy. That's a breakout role for her. She fucking killed it. It, it kind of, like, showed you, like, like... It felt realistic, like, this relationship between this younger girl and this fucking older, creepy fucking jeweler guy. Like, I thought she fucking killed it. And she's a fucking dime. How about... uh, What's her name? Uh, Cho Yo Zhang from Parasite? Yeah, absolutely. She's amazing. She's yeah. so good. I think she should be on there, for too. For sure. For sure. Um, let's see. I'm scroll- I'm thinking of other stuff throughout the year that I really liked. Julianne Moore for Gloria Bell. Why I didn't love the movie. Great performance. Yeah. That should be mentioned. I'll tell you this. And I feel like they dropped the ball. I and, love- I th- and I'm fine with Cynthia being on there for Harriet because 
the performance is really good. Renee Zellweger for Judy, I actually thought she was pretty great as Judy. Here's a snub, uh, and I mean, it makes sense because they fucking hate A24, and this is also a fucking slept-on movie anyway, was uh, uh, I think Marianne Jean-Baptiste should have got fucking a nomination for In Fabric. Yeah, That movie is fucking great. Well, also, uh, why isn't uh, Tilda Swin's daughter from The Souvenir that, nominated? The A24 hate. That's crazy, right? The A24 hate, The man. Souvenir is so good. Souvenir's good. That was a last-minute She should have been included uh, maybe over Social Ronan for Little Women. That's just my thought. Yeah, I, I like I like Little Women a lot, and but you know, I I wasn't watching. It's not like she she was so lights out in Lady Bird. I felt like there was a little yeah. bit of a Jennifer Lawrence like she was going to get nominated for the next three movies, and then everyone yeah. would be like, "Is she overrated?" Then she'll dip out. Yeah, yeah. Make Red Sparrow. Uh, best actor in a supporting role: Tom Hanks for Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Nope. <laughs> nope. Get that fucking bullshit out of here. Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. No. Al Pacino for The Irishman, yes. 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 Joe Pesci. Yes. Brad Pitt. Yes. S- scored it. Uh, Joe Pesci. Who would I throw in in a supporting role? Uh, fuck. Let's see. Let's look through the fucking list. Off the top of my head, I fucking don't know. What about Kevin Garnett, huh? Kevin Garnett, man. You know, everything I'm going <laughs> to say... People listen to this podcast like, these guys are such fucking dickheads. I mean, everything I'm going to say is going to be from fucking Uncut Gems. Throw Lakeith on there, man. Eric Bogosian, the fucking Armenian guy that He's plays... He's so uh, good. He plays uh, Arno in the Uncut Gems. Um... <sighs> Supporting role. Uh, uh, fucking Zac Efron, the beach bum. <laughs> He's great in it. You know Shit, that Martin anger. Lawrence from Martin the Beach Lawrence Bum. from the Beach Bum. Um, the uh, the grandma from the Farewell. I don't know her name, but she's incredible. Didn't see the Farewell. Yes. Um, um, okay. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, no dice. Yeah, I'm I'm good on Brad that. Brad Pitt's gonna win that easily. Yeah, he's got it. Actress in a supporting role. I feel like they did a good job with this one. Uh, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. Kathy Bates is great. She's great. She get nominated in so much. I shit. love the little fucking thing with her and Sandler on Twitter too. That's the, wa- the water boy. Lord Dern and Marriage Story. Yeah, yeah. I was scrolling okay. through Instagram today, and they have the speech, not the one that everybody talks about, the tracking shot, the six minute one with Scar Johansson. Yeah, the one later where she's like, "Mothers are held to a higher standard." Yeah, think about this Judeo Christian shit. You know, Mary has a baby. And doesn't even have sex? <laughs> God, he's an absent father. He didn't even do the fucking. And it's a great, great... Laura Dern's so Laura good Laura Dern, give her the fucking Oscar for all I care. I love Laura Dern. She's great in Marriage Story, isn't she? Yes, and she's... She's a... sort of like the heel, yeah. right? Smoke show, too. Whew. Way to go, Baron Davis. Scar Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Yes, I liked it a lot. Still hadn't seen it, unfortunately. That's on... Florence Pugh for Little Women. No. Wait, hold on. She got nominated for fucking Little Women and not goddamn Midsummer. I know. Fuck that. She gets. She should get it for Midsummer. Not that. Well, that'd be Best Actress. Margot Robbie. Oh, that's a, okay. I got yes. You. It's so weird. Margot Robbie. I'm like Mags. I'm like she should be nominated twice. Yeah, she she fucking <laughs> definitely should take it. She should take also, it. Also, uh, I didn't say this for leading actress, but Elizabeth Moss and her smell is incredible. Have you seen I that? I haven't seen it. It's a it's an amazing movie. Killer performance. I don't know about Florence Pugh and Little Women. 
It's so weird Little Women just nominated off the charts. Yeah, and then people bitched about, like, Little Women got snubbed. It's like, do you know what the fuck snubbed means? Like, no, it didn't. Uh, (laughs) Cinematography, The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Lighthouse, very deserving. Uh, Uncut Gems again uh, on that. Uh, You said 1917's on there, right? It should be. Don't yes. need. It's not on there. No, it is. Okay, it is. I was about to say, yeah, like Roger Deakins. Of course, that's going to be fucking. Nominated. I felt like Little Women. I don't know why it's not nominated in this category. Probably should be. I don't know why Parasite is not nominated in this Parasite category. Parasite should be on there. I think Midsummer as well. Whoever did the cinematography on that should be fucking nominated. Um, sitting here trying to slyly find who that is, and I'm not, coming up on nothing. Uh, directing, um, The Irishman. Martin Scorsese, Todd yes. Phillips, Joker, 1917, Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time, Quentin Tarantino, Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Uh, no women or people of color, and people are pissed. Um, the the If they were going to nominate a, a woman in this category, uh, Alma Harrell, who did Honey, Honey Boy. Boy, should fucking, for sure. That's a beautiful movie. It is, man. Did you see the, uh, I retweeted. Oh, also forgot to say for uh, supporting actor, the fact that Shia LaBeouf is not nominated. No, that should be fucking for sure. They hate him, don't yeah, they? they just don't like him. <laughs> they don't like him. Him and Sandman both. I just don't think they like Adam Sandler. Um, but yeah. Did you see the fucking mock-up Criterion uh, cover somebody made for yes. Honey Boy? It's fucking awesome. It's so great. Also, very weird, uh, A Hidden Life. Terrence Malick typically gets... Something. Shut out. Yeah, shut, shut out, out completely. Shut out. Uh, last thing, uh, we'll do two more. We'll do editing. Uh, Ford Ferrari. Oh, you know, that was great editing in that. The Irishman? No, there was barely any. Um, <laughs> Jojo Rabbit? I'm sorry. There well, were good shots edited together. Don't fucking I don't know be an I, asshole. I don't think the editing... I don't think it should be on Jojo the editing Jojo Rabbit, list. maybe. Uh, Joker, Parasite. Okay. I sort of liked Once Upon a, wait, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was edited. Yeah. I Am mean, I the, wrong? No, Am it, I stupid? People don't understand that because a movie's long doesn't mean that it wasn't edited you know well like it, that means it was edited just enough to make it perfect and once upon a time in hollywood was edited just enough to make it fucking perfect i'm sure when we see the longer cut we'll even you know think that more so you know but uh yeah I, it, still uh foreign language film farewell was shut out i like the farewell a lot i think you'll really like it when you watch it even though you don't like aquafina yeah i've heard that i will even if i don't from other people as well Yes, uh, last one will do best screenplay because that's always a really cool one that I like to look at, which says a lot. I already told you that uh, Lena Waithe was screwed over. I thought Queen and Slim had a great script. Um, Where is it? Who got nominated? Oh, is that what you're looking for? Oh, uh, adapted screenplay, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Two Popes. Okay. Original screenplay, a lot of snubs. Knives Out, Marriage Story, nineteen seventeen, Once Upon a Time, Parasite. Uh, Only two of those I fucking agree with. I would. <laughs> There's. So I mean, many. I guess I guess a script too is like direction and stuff. So nineteen seventeen, but there was a lot of like really well written shit this year. Yeah, that, that like, like Uncut Gems and Queen and Slim, and also. 
Fucking the lighthouse. The lighthouse, yes. In fabric. Oh, also, we didn't <laughs> say Willem Dafoe for the lighthouse in supporting actor. For sure, fucking should have got that. So that's kind of a look at everything. A lot of our favorite movies got snubbed. It is super white. Also, I could have seen giving a best original screenplay to us. Yeah, I would. I, you know, I agree with that. I think Jordan Peele. That's a very fucking strong suit of his is writing a really good screenplay from what we've seen. It's it's a great screenplay and also like I don't know I guess Oscar movies have to like be about an issue or some bullshit but us is just kind of like hey this is a fun horror movie there's a- not really like a huge there's a little bit of an allegory going on but it's not like get out this is just like a fun creepy horror yeah. movie I have two more for that actually one's controversial one just would never fucking happen dragged um, across concrete dragged across I concrete that's the that controversial original but they're never gonna give Craig Zoller any love until he makes like eight movies or something and just proves himself <laughs> I guess and uh, the beach he's bomb. gotta go trans to get some love there yeah for sure he's people think he's like a right wing they do but it's like hype it, beast I don't know I, I don't mean, think his movies is. definitely have a slant, but like I don't Clint think Eastwood gets love, and he did a speech to a non-existent Barack Obama in an yeah. empty chair at the Republican National Convention. Well, so. I mean, you want to make it true to life. Like, I think that uh, you know, I'll talk about Dragged Across Concrete, you know, later. We should do anything. a whole Dragged Across Concrete. Yeah, I mean, we I should could go do on. a podcast that's longer than the movie. Do three hours on it. We, I think we already do. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we're looking at. Last thing I want to talk about before we get to movie news. This wasn't uh, movie news. <laughs> no, 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 man. No, no, no. We're having fun. Okay. We're, we're giving back. We're giving the people the content. We're giving these people okay. what they want. You know, a lot of motherfuckers at this point haven't even made it to work yet. You know, damn. Where they? We got to give them a ride. <laughs> we got to give them a ride to work and a ride back. Okay. You? Okay. Uh, last thing, and I'll be brief on it because you haven't seen. It. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, I can't recommend any movie more to see at a movie theater this year than 1917. It is beautiful. It's incredible. It's everything you want at a movie experience. Like, I go... I even go more to the movies than you, Nick, right? Yeah. I'm like yeah. twice, three times a week. I can't keep up this year with you. And, well, also, everything came out in a month. So... yeah. And let you know, I spent too much money going to see stupid movies. Well, Movie Pass was a godsend last so year. So, nineteen seventeen, like it's it's like the magic of movie. It's like I don't know how they did all of it. I'm gonna, and I guess there's probably some douchebag listener who's like, okay, yeah. I just don't know how they recreated all this. I don't know how they did. There's a scene where they have to walk across no man's land to the to the German front. I'm not giving anything away. Yeah. They go on a mission and there's like these huge craters and dead bodies everywhere. And a rat crawls out of a dead body. Like sick. It is <laughs> dude. It's amazing. That sounds it's just awesome. like the boots walking. Yeah. And it's like, uh, Deacons does this thing where every time the camera moves, you have a 50, 50 chance of something awful happening. Yeah. Like when it stays still, you're fine. But as it starts to move, you're like, oh, shit. Well, and it's just done so cool. It's a movie about World War One and people don't know a lot about World War One. I'm very fascinated with World War One. Yeah, it's like the first war where technology outpaced combat. So people were doing shit that they didn't even know how it would work and were just brutally killing people. Yeah. And all the rules of war went out the window, and it was just a bloodbath in trenches. It's fucking interesting. You know? Also, it does that thing that Dunkirk does where it drops you in. 
You know, it doesn't baby you. Like, a lot of people talk to me about Saving Private Ryan because I was like, this might be the best war movie ever made. And people are like, what about Saving Private Ryan? And I was like, yeah, Saving Private Ryan's really good Mm -hmm. if it was all the D-Day scene. Yeah. But, like, the the Oscar posturing and the long monologues. There's a lot of... Motherfuckers who were in war are not sitting around monologuing. No, yeah, yeah. You you get that a rewatch, and it's like, yeah, it's a little fucking corny, uh, and it's a lot of Oscar Listen, I love Saving Private Ryan, and I love war movies, but it is like the Forrest Gump of war movies. No, there's a lot of movies I love that are shitty fucking dialogue. Event Horizon, off the top of my head, fucking terrible dialogue. But, yeah, if Roger Deakins is doing cinematography... I'm going to beat myself up for not going to see it at the fucking Lux Cinema where I can see on the biggest fucking screen possible. It's um, great. It's not on any of the big screens anymore, unfortunately. I saw oh, it today. Fuck. I was going to go see Bad going. Boys, but I just had to see 1917 again. I loved it so much. Guys, go see it. The performances are incredible. I, I just... It's the highest order of recommending to you. I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. It does a thing, too, that I like in movies... Where, especially now, because you can do, like, this long-form TV thing, movies essentially need to be a thing. Yeah. That's why I didn't like the Irish... I don't like movies that take you through somebody's whole life. Yeah. We don't have that type of time in a movie. Sure. Uncut Gems. Boom. Two days. Yeah. He's got this. He's got to get this. There And everything happens. It's simple. And it's a know? little over two hours and does not feel like it. 1917. Two guys... You got to get here in eight hours. If you don't get here in eight hours, everybody's dead. Well, how do we get there? You got to figure it out. What's on the horizon? We don't know. Like, all the movies I like are very, like... Cut and dry. Well, even, like, even a movie, like, that takes time, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is really, like, a day and a half. Yeah. And then they take a break, and then it's, like, another day. Yeah. You know, it's... Like the Steve Jobs movie, for instance, that I like a lot, the Fassbender one, that I feel like is aging well and making me look like a good uh, film person that I'm on the train. Yeah. But it's three different short scenes, three product launches, boom, boom, boom. It's not like, and this was Steve Jobs when he was a teenager getting let down by a girl, and he cut to five years later, and he's doing acid at stand. It's not like all this bullshit. Movies, to me, the best ones are like, we got to do this and this. Well, no, to your point with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the shortest like uh, transition in the movie is like over the span like of a few months when they're filming in Italy. And it's just like, boom. And then we're back to fucking Hollywood again for this last fucking act. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And I just like movies that are about a particular thing and don't try too hard. It yeah. doesn't need to be specific. Some of the best movies are just simple setups. Yeah. Simple, simple stuff. 1917, it's like, uh, you know, it's just like it's watching a good sport, like a team just like playing, and you're like, wow, this is how it should be done. Yeah. Really great. Also, I've always loved Sam Mendes. He took some time in Bonville, and he's back to us. Um, I had one thing to ask before we move on to movie news. Have you seen Revolutionary Road? Yes. Great movie, right? Sam Mendes is incredible. Yeah, I like Sam Mendes. What do you think about American Beauty? How's that aged? Uh, It hasn't aged very well. I watched it recently. Uh, Has it not? I haven't watched it in a few years. It's a product of the time it was made, though. Really? You can't really fault it for that. There's a lot of movies from the 90s like that. Does it not make sense? No, it makes sense. I remember watching it and being like, these two people wouldn't be married. Well, here's here's why it doesn't. 
and like working at the like working at the burger place, I'm like, okay, sure, like it works, it still works in that rut, but like what makes it seem like a product of its time and you can't really fault it for it that doesn't hold up is that you know you know the scene with the fucking bag blowing around yeah that looks terrible now because it's been fucking parodied so much and made fun of so like that's why you can't really fault it for it but that's why also why it doesn't hold up really you know you know what the thing that holds up best about that what's that uh, Kevin, people thinking Kevin Spacey's hooking up with teenagers. Yeah, I know. I remember watching it thinking like, Ooh, bingo, little do go we me. know. Good joke. When he's well, in the fucking, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to do a little bit of movie news, then we're going to hop into our top 10 of the year. Thank you guys for listening. Be back in a second. This just in. It's time for movie news. God damn it, if I don't get to host the Oscars one day. We got a new tune out of that one. Listen, listen, I've been working on chords here in the lab. <laughs> I got the Vote Igor poster up. Yes. Your boy's been sick. in the lab working on his voice, getting ready. Yeah. We're here. We're at Movie News. Now was the time. Happy birthday, David Lynch. Yes. Dropped a short film on Netflix. I haven't watched it of you. I have. Uh, it's, you know, it's a David Lynch short, so it's like you like him or you don't. <laughs> it's, uh, even if you like him, it's 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 funny. It's one of his better ones. He uh, interrogates a monkey for 10 minutes. Uh, it's it's funny. Okay. It has a good sense of humor. Nice. Um, I hope that leads to Netflix funding the script that he wrote that nobody will fucking fund. Uh Forgot the name of it, but apparently the word is that it's the I love best how thing. Lynch is just like I'm not making movies anymore. I'll make movies. I'm not making movies. Anymore. Well, he stopped because of this script. Nobody would f- give him the funding he needed, and it, from everybody that's read it, apparently it's the best thing he's ever wrote. Is the opinion of that? So I'm interested. It sounds very fucking weird too. Yes. Uh, also, in movie news: the Batman is filming right now. A lot of uh, images floating online of John Turturro, Robert Pattinson. Uh, Colin Farrell put on some weight, gray hair, goofy goatee, ready to play the penguin. Fucking great. I love all these people. This uh, movie's gonna be good, y'all. It's gonna be really good. And if it's gonna be, if it's not good, good, it's gonna be a campy, fun fucking thing. I don't think it's gonna be campy. I think it's gonna be legit. I think it'll be good. I mean, Robert Pattinson's just not fucking around. No, he, he, he does what he wants. Um, Shia LaBeouf wrote, uh, his follow-up to Honey Boy already? Yeah. Have you I heard about this? I know that. It's about... The life of rapper Kevin Abstract from Brockhampton. Okay, interesting. Interesting it's a, it's move. A, so it's a, it's a. My brother is a huge Brockhampton fan. He will be excited. If I you never li- listen to much Brockhampton, is it worth checking out? I like Brockhampton. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Um, the iridescence series. The iridescence is good. Um, the three albums they did over the course of a year and a half is good. What's weird is I forget the name. I'm an old man. But uh, their best rapper got accused of rape. Ah, well, there you go. That's not good. um, I saw their concert. I gotta say, their fans are rabid as fuck. Yeah, it reminds me. They remind me of, like, Wu-Tang fans. Like, we got there, and we were in the merch line for an hour and a half. And these kids packed out uh, the Fox in... uh, No, no, it was at the Roxy 
and it was packed and people were moshing and freaking out and they love these guys yeah man i'll have to check them out they keep showing up on recommended because i'm a big billy woods guy i'll shoot you i'll shoot you a few tracks that i really enjoy a whole lot um still no news yet on casting for um for paul thomas anderson's new movie about the valley yeah i, I in probably pure PTA fashion, he's like, I'm not going to announce this while the Oscars and shit's going on. I'm going to announce this bitch in, like, March. Yeah, yeah. When nothing's going on and people can freak out for a few days. Again, who would you want to see in that? Oh, well, as the main, uh, you know, and this is obvious, but I would like to see maybe Timothy Chalamet in the lead. Uh, off the top of my head, you know, it's about like a Chalamet's thirst traps for directors is getting a little like, bro, calm down. Yeah, he wants to suck off the safeties. Have some, like, I thought the New York op ed was cool, you yeah, know? Yeah, it was cool. But then the speech and just kind of following them around at award shows, I don't know, man. There's calm wh- down. There's worse people to fucking, you know. If, if there were anybody to fucking do that with, I get it. Listen, Chalamet, I like the king and nobody else did. I thought it was fun and good. You know, I also thought you were really good at Little Women. I love Chalamet, man. He's yeah, great. Uh, I love that he's, he's a staying. great. But he might be oh. in it. Um, probably some young talent. How about uh, what's her name, Elsie Fisher? That'd be cool. That uh, man, that would be really good. Uh, Thank you. That's why we have a movie podcast. Elsie <laughs> Fisher would be fantastic. I hope that he finds some fucking unknown as the lead. Well, what's going to be interesting is who he casts as like the teachers and the older people. Yeah, in it's going to be ensemble from the sound of it. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, claps up for this. Bad Boys for Life had a big opening weekend. Way yeah. to go. Good Way to y'all. go, fellas. I love Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence with the Beach Bum and Fucking his Lit as Fuck comedy tour. He's Welcome back. back, Martin. He's back, man. They, put- they already greenlit another Bad Boys movie. Good, and they put Run Tell That, which is so fucking... It's an underrated comedy special. Fucking start to finish hilarious. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, the Farewell came out in China. Okay. Okay. So there are a billion people in China. How much money do you think it did at the Chinese box office this weekend? Uh, I don't even fuck. I'm not good with it that. It flopped really bad. Really? It made like $200,000. Not a whole lot. Jesus. Um, also, we have uh, sad news. Uh, Doolittle, the Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Disney movie that uh, was shot and then reshot uh, did not do well. Oh, yeah, that's Surprisingly, an intense Dr. Doolittle is not what kids want to see. Yeah, or just... I had my daughter this week, and I was like, do you want to see that? And she goes, no. Yeah, I, She goes, what? can we watch movies? At the... She goes, can we watch Captain Underpants? I was like, yeah. Anything but, but that. What, what does Robert Downey Jr. do here? Oh, also, I haven't listened to this, but he did a Joe Rogan episode this past yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to that either. That's on the list. He seems uh, like he replaced uh, drugs with being pretentious. It seems like he thinks he's yeah. Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. If you watch interviews where he's like loses it on interviewers, he's a pretentious prick. Like He's not likable. Yeah. Um, so that did bad. I I hope it gets to the point where he makes works with interesting directors again. Hopefully, remember yeah. he was supposed to do Perry Mason with PTA. Yeah, it, it, it he might was be, supposed to play Doc Sportello in Inherent Vice. That would have been fucking interesting. I would have liked that. Didn't do it. Um, Didn't do it. I think he's at the point of no return. I really do. I don't think that he. I think he's just not coming back from all this shit. 
unfortunately. I don't, you know, fuck him. <laughs> He's an asshole. Well, I like Robert Downey Jr. and I wish you do. Well, I even enjoyed him on Ally McBeal. So, you know. Yeah, he's a great actor do? when he's in good shit. Guys, but... I didn't have cable growing up, okay? Ally McBeal is fun. Hey, hey, Robert Downey Jr. was great in it. He was all coked out and go. It was He was fantastic. He was on one. Uh, this is something, I don't even want to call it movie news because it's probably a crock of shit. I sent it to you. Uh, Tarantino says he's going to direct five episodes of Bounty Law for Netflix. I hope so. I hope so, man. I, it's interesting. Oh my! So many times a day I'll be walking around and be like, Bounty Law. <laughs> I love that. I think that he will. I think that, especially with him, you know, supposedly. I don't know. There's, the only thing that you can say, like, if he wants to direct, he said there are five half-hour episodes. And he said it would take about a year and a half to direct all of them. I just, you think he's going to do that? I think he will. I, I think that's nothing to him. I think that's just like, it's a little passion project, nothing. He, he did, said he, Leonardo DiCaprio probably won't even be in a... Well, well, don't fuck it. Like, why? <laughs> that's a, the, a part of the appeal is I want to see fucking Rick Dalton. Yeah, I want to see Jake Cahill. I'm interested in seeing what it is without him, but like, why? Well, Michael Madsen better be in it. He fucking better. Dude, I loved his he's small so, part. He's so great in it. His small what's part. It, what's the name of the town again? Is I, it uh, Alice Town or something? Something like that. <laughs> well, I'll introduce yeah, you I'll when he gets it. here. I oh, love what that a shit. fucking great. Madsen's great. A, Madsen's so he's good. He's a goat, bro. Madsen's so good. Uh,. Let's see. We hit bad boys. Anything else of note? Oh, Nick Thomas exclusive movie news uh, oh. from Nick Thomas's Twitter. Please tell us. Oh, uh, as y'all know, I love the Safety Brothers. You know, if you have wondered if the Uncut Gems Blu-ray is going to have a commentary track, I got it from the man or the men, whoever it was on their Twitter themselves. There will be an audio commentary track to supplement Uncut Gems. They Blu-ray. answered Nikki T on Twitter with a very simple yes, and it fucking that's it, all it takes, man. Loved it, and I immediately got a text message, and you go, "Is this a big deal?" And I go, "It's fucking incredible." No, I said, "Is this pathetic?" <laughs> oh, is this pathetic? <laughs> Fuck it, it's great. Yeah, if you it's think good. it's awesome. pathetic, why are you listening to this? I don't. Right. It's fucking great. It's pretty great. Uh, also, the filming has started for the uh, Joel Cohen Macbeth movie. With yeah. That movie, guys, I'm very excited I'm about. I'm excited about it, too, Denzel man. and Francis McDormand doing <laughs> Macbeth. I'm all I'm, in. I'm for that. Uh, they've released some different trailers for Tenet, which is coming out. I'm excited about it. You know, like, when, when do we get that? Uh, that's in the summer. I think okay. that's June-ish. That sounds about right. Yeah, uh... What else? Uh, there is a preview for an Issa Rae Kumail Nanjiani movie. Yeah. Um, it looks like a, a, a not as good version of uh, Date Night with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. And Date Night wasn't even a good version of Date Night. Yeah, so, so fuck that. Skip it. <laughs> I, I don't care about sure. Kumail at all. It's called The Lovebirds. Um not a whole lot on the movie horizon, like uh, Nick and I said. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is going to be here soon. Yeah, so I mean, it'll be worth checking out. Which will be exciting. And I had one more tiny little thing. You know what? Fuck it. It wasn't that important, or I would have remembered it. Oh no, no, no! Uh, Mandalorian fans, season two is filming right now. It's supposed to be out in the fall. Uh, the only people directing episodes are going to be Carl Weathers. And um, John Favreau. Okay. Directing it. It will be back. 
I love Mandalorian. You like to... I like the Mandalorian, yes. I straight up call people Mando. <laughs> I like that shit. It's a good show, man. I like uh, Warner Herzog in it. Did you see the Spaghetti Western trailer that Favreau cut together of yes. it? It's fucking awesome. Awesome. I, like, I sort of like Favreau. Also like the yeah. movie Chef. Can we just yeah, say no, the Chef's movie good. Chef's fun? Chef's good, man. I rewatched it over the holidays because... I was in a mood. The holidays, you know, they drain you all out. I was like, I don't want to watch something intense. And Chef was up on Amazon Prime. And I was like, oh, yeah, this movie ends well. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is great. I liked it. Like Chef. Um, That is movie news, guys. Next, we are going to get to our top 10 films of the year. Get pumped. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. Top 10 movies of 2019 with Nikki T. Uh, Nikki T, kick us off. What's your number 10? Number 10, I cannot fucking believe this movie is so slept on. It's it's like, if you're into like movies, like, and, and, and like, just the whole like, I don't know how to even fucking explain this. Just see in fabric. That's my number 10. In Fabric's great. Peter Strickland, who I'm not even familiar with. I want to see all this shit now. It's like a Giallo film. Uh, like, just like kind of Technicolor looking, like old, like, it looks like a 60s, like, Giallo horror film mm-hmm. uh, for the first half. Then the second half is kind of like a fucking David Lynch movie. It's just fucking, it's my shit. I loved it. Um, it makes me want to check out Peter Strickland shit. Uh, and it was massively slept on. That's my number 10, though. That's really all I have to say about it, other than that. Just fucking watch it. It's on Prime. You can rent it. Now, and don't get on our shit, because it was supposedly released in 2018. Nobody got to watch it till this year. Wide release everywhere was fucking this year, so. Yes. Um, My number 10, and I only, this is, you know, the nine other ones are for you guys. They're my objective. These are the best. This number 10 is a movie I loved a lot. I saw it twice in the movie theater because I liked it so much. Uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon. Okay, that's an interesting pick, man. With Jillian Bell, I loved the movie so much. It really reminded me of those like Duplass Brothers movies that I okay. used to love. You know? Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's on prom now, like right? Like Cyrus and Jeff Lives at Home in the Puffy Chair and just yeah. a cool story about a character. Everybody's good in it. It makes you feel good. Um... I, I just I love it, love it a lot. Uh, I think it's great. It's a fun watch. It's funny. It's sad. It's inspirational. Okay. In a real way, like it a lot. I like. That's my number ten. Brittany runs the marathon. Go see it. You can watch it on Prime for free. What's your number nine? My number nine is our boy, fucking just knocking it out of the park, playing his fucking father, Honey Boy. Damn. Yeah. Honey Boy's a fucking good one, guys. Y'all got to see that one. Y'all heard us talk a little bit about it. But, I mean, you just got to see Shia LaBeouf play his fucking dad. <laughs> I don't so really, good. I don't really know what else you can fucking say about it other than that. And also... The direction's great, too. It's a very small movie and feels big. Yeah, it's it was slept on by the fucking Oscars. They clearly just don't like Shia LaBeouf. Um, they really don't. He should have been nominated. It's weird that he did the actors' roundtable and was still shut out. Yeah, for sure. And That's strange. Lucas Hedges fucking apparently did some, like, had a vocal coach telling him how to sound just like Shia LaBeouf, too. The, my only problem with Lucas Hedges' performance in that movie is he's just doing a Shia LaBeouf impression. Yeah. And it's 
It's not the standout of it at all. It's very much... It's still nice seeing Lucas Hedges. Yeah, but, you I know, love Lucas. I like, I like Lucas Hedges. I want him to get some wins. But I think Lucas Hedges is going to be a little bit like a Brad Pitt character. Yeah. Where he's like... He's got to come into his own as he gets older. Sure. He's just got to get better. He's just kind of in stuff that's really good as it stands right now. Yeah, know? and he's a good face, and he looks good on film, but it's like, eventually... Let's let him marinate in the crock pot for 10 years. Yeah. And I take him out and you'll be like, holy shit. I think go? we'll like what we see. But yeah, that's, uh, that's my number nine, Honey Boy. My number nine, my favorite Harmony Corrin movie, The Beach Bum. That's a good one, baby. It's so good. You can watch it for free right now. It's fucking hilarious. Matthew McConaughey's so good. Jonah Hill's great. Martin Lawrence, Zach Efron, Isla Fisher. Mm. Dime, yes. dime. When they do in Beach Bum, they go on a date and they play uh, "Just Like Heaven" by The Cure when they're going around. Right before the thing happens, I'm not going to ruin anything. Yeah, no so spoilers, a lot of people haven't but seen yeah. it. But uh, it's it's a beautiful scene. It's great. It's the first like narrative script that Harmony Corrin's ever fucking wrote too. Uh, there's actually yeah, you can worked with it. the same uh, cinematographer from Spring Breakers, which is fucking great. It it's has just a, a fun movie. It's short. It's, it's funny. So funny. Maybe the best comedy of the year. I, I won't say anything just yet. But Book Smart's very good. Good Boys is funny. There's there's a few, but, but that yeah. is my number nine. Harmony Corrin. Did that hit your list? We'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. All right. Now, what's your number eight? This one may surprise you, uh, but I just, I've seen it more times. The Graduate with Dustin Hoffman <laughs> as my number eight movie of 2019. Uh, I saw this movie in the theaters more than any movie this year, uh, and it's uh, Jordan Pills Us. Yes! Yes! I've watched it a lot. Um, I What else can you say? It's very... It, it's fucking creepy. It nails like how how fucking creepy of a filmmaker Jordan Peele can be. Like it just gives you the fucking creeps. Like you have this fucking sense of dread over you when you see their silhouettes for the first time. Like I remember how that felt first time I saw it in the theater. It was fucking great. The comedy um, in it's really great. The too. comedy's great. Tim Heidecker's fucking great in it. Uh, Winston Duke is so Winston funny. Duke is funny and uh, it's just. You gotta fucking see it. If you hadn't seen it, I don't know what the fuck you're even doing listening to this podcast. It seems like something you would have seen already. It's on HBO Go if you got it. We've talked extensively about it. We have a whole episode about it. Uh, that's all I have to say about it. That is my number eight. Uh, my number eight is... And I feel like Marriage Story should be here, but I just... I just JoJo Rabbit's my number eight. I loved it. I thought it was funny. I thought Sam Rockwell was on point. He's so fucking funny in it. Uh... What's it? Rebel Wilson's fucking hilarious. Scarlett Johansson's so good. The little kid's good. Takai Watiti playing imaginary Hitler is hilarious. There's so many funny things. I forget the one little chubby kid's name who plays the guy's best friend. Uh, but it's it's just so funny. Like he tells his buddy who's like a Nazi card, like, "How's it going with your girlfriend?" He's like, "Oh, she's a Jew." And he's like, well, at least you got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, a, it's a really good, it's really good. It's very sad. Also, low key good war movie. It's, um, I it's, like it. And Scarlett Johansson's lights out. And I actually prefer, prefer that performance to Marriage Story. I think both of them are really good. But I think she shines in this movie and plays it with such, like, a, 
uh, I don't know what your mom's like. I love my mom a lot, but my mom was was like rough <laughs> a little bit. She did not let me get away with shit. It wasn't a very like that type of thing, and she's like that type of mom in this. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's one that I regrettably have not seen yet. It's, and it was fun in the movie theater. The music choices are really good. It it it's one that's at the top of my fucking list to see like ASAP. Nails I, I, it. I'm pissed off I hadn't seen it yet, or it might have made the list. I feel like it's one of those that could have. Uh, what I, is your number seven? Uh, my number seven, you know, and I think a lot of y'all agree me with on this. Uh, it's Fucking just shot beautifully. I'm, I'm excited to see what this fucking guy does in the future. Um, and it is The Lighthouse. Robert Eggers. Yes. Um, you, if you're on Twitter a lot, you've seen a lot of fucking parodies of the lobster scene. You know, you don't like me lobster. Fucking eh. all-time fucking go fuck yourself scene. Like, Willem Dafoe should have got fucking nominated Absolutely, I think him and so good in it. I think him and our Pat both have best farts in any fucking movie I've ever seen. Willem Dafoe farts so much in this fucking movie. I don't so think much. it's even a minute in any fucking. Cool that they got a cinematographer nod, but Willem Dafoe's so good. Yeah, at least it did get that. It fucking very much deserved that. And also, it taught us a very important lesson. Do not make fun of somebody's cooking when they're cooking for you. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's very fucking Don't do that. Don't be a fucking dick, yeah. okay? If somebody cooks for you, even if you don't like it, you smile, grin, and bear it, and then go pick up some fast food on the way home. Yes. Uh, it just shows that Robert Eggers is a very uh, unique filmmaker. Like, he, he has this new fucking style of horror that he's kind of, kind of bringing back from, like, the silent film era it almost. It really is like that. Yeah, and it's just... It, it, and it like it's modernized it almost to where it's like digestible for just any fucking. Well, he builds the tension. It's slow burn tension. Yeah, and it's like I just think it's easily digestible for like casual moviegoers to get into. A lot of people like I know like that aren't into that shit have asked me about this movie. So yeah, that's my number seven. Number seven. My number seven is another horror movie, and I just want to say, guys. The, for me this year, the 10 was hard because there's definitely a 5, and I think our 5 are almost going to be identical. Yeah. Um, or at least our top 4 are going to be identical, yeah, just yeah. in different orders. Um, and Lighthouse didn't make my list. It should have. I included Brittany Runs a Marathon because I just want to give us some love. It's a good movie. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a good pick. But this movie I loved a lot, and the images stick with me, Midsummer, Greatest breakup movie ever. Agreed. Wow, what an experience. And I was so happy I did not read anything, and I went in blind. That's the best way to see this one. It's cool showing it to somebody. I showed my girlfriend this movie for the first time the other day, and she was like, this is fucking amazing. She loves it's it. It's beautiful. The, it, is there... How about best mushroom taking scene ever though with the guy who starts freaking out? That happens in every mushroom. Accurate. And it felt like it's like this seems at, like true to life what taking mushrooms is like. How it feels, like the, the atmosphere, everything. Um I great think, score too. Yeah, I think pound for pound, I don't think you could beat the fucking ending of this movie. Like it has the best ending of any movie of the year, in my opinion. Well It's a tough Well, well, I mean, when you get the flamethrower. From Fists of McCluskey that's out. A, that's a good one. But man, man, it's fucking... It's, 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 and another one, I torched that bitch to a crisp. It's, it's, it's stacked up against a lot of shit, but I, it just, man, that, that ending fucking sticks with you, though. It's fucking Midsummer's good. Midsummer's incredible. Love Ari Aster. Again, another movie shut out. What is your uh, number 
Six. Number six. My number six, I don't think this one will be on your list. I think you like this one. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, I guess I'll find out here. It's a filmmaker that's on the list of shit. Like, whenever he makes something, I'm for sure fucking seeing it. As uh, Craig Zoller is dragged across concrete. That was uh, one of those two kind of like within fabric. Technically 2018, but it didn't get released in the U.S. till this year. It did not, and I paid $7 to watch it because Nick told me I should. And, and I was happy I did. It's fucking great. Like, it's a slow burn, too. Like, nobody in this movie... Uh, well, I don't want to spoil it. The, the whole... We, yeah, it's... It's a movie that I can't believe is made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn. Very... I think that... Craig Zoller keeps it true to life, and he wants to make the characters believable is the thing with them. It's a long run time, a lot of dialogue, a lot of... it. Feel, I'll, I'll tell you this, it feels like there are people like these guys out there. Yes. So you either want movies to be representative of real life or reality, or like false realities. There are guys... Just like that. Yeah, and he doesn't sugarcoat Cops any of Cops who it. are pieces of shit, who are racist, who, like, yeah, that, that's them. It's true to life. It, it, he doesn't, like, he takes part, like, this, this is what... I, I, didn't lo- I didn't love it to the level you did. I thought it was a touch long. It's pretty long, but it, it, it also... It's, it's cool to see Vince Vaughn be cool again. Yeah, and it's, it's very... I like Cell Block 99 better. I do too. I do too. I think that's his best movie. Um, that one's a fucking heater. That's a Brawl heater. and Cell Block 99. I watched best. it recently, and I feel like we're going to talk about it in a future episode as God, well. We should live stream it somewhere and, it's and do great. a commentary. But yeah, Craig Zoller uh, takes you know parts of the fucking world that aren't pretty, brings them true to life, and uh, makes a gritty fucking movie out of it. I, I love it. Uh, my number six is uh, one you already talked about on your list, so I'll be brief with my thoughts on it. But it is Alma Harrell's Honey Boy. Very fucking good. I mean, Shia LaBeouf is his fucking dad and killing it, too. How about when that guy comes over, the, like, big brother figure? Yeah. Fucking yeah. I don't want to give anything away about it. I'm still surprised how slept on this movie is. Yeah. It's directed so well. It's so cool. It handles so many different things. It's funny. It's sad. Um, the relationship between Honey Boy and the the woman. Yeah. It's it's really was the FKA Twigs. Mm-hmm. She's fucking great Robert in it. Robert Pattinson's ex girlfriend. Fucking great in it. Man, that that's so, that those I bet two. they were so pretentious together. Uh, you think so? You think oh, our pets? Oh, I bet they. Oh, oh. Did you see? Did you see that shoot our pet did in those pink high waisted Prada pants? Uh, uh-uh. uh. With that blouse, I was like, "Hey, that's a flex, man." I think he's just a cool guy. I'll tell you what. When I get super skinny like that, I'm gonna be wear, wearing high waisted satin pants everywhere. God I think, damn it! I think he's just a fun fucking guy. I, I bet he's not pretentious. I don't know. I listened to him in an interview one time talk about Van Morrison for 15 minutes, and I was like, "Oh God, I bet this dude is insufferable." He does like some good Van Morrison. <laughs> songs though listen listen i've got astral weeks on vinyl i get it <laughs> um but that yeah honey boy's great it, it'll be available on amazon prime soon to watch it uh that and peanut butter falcon which didn't make the list are great and shia labeouf i'm just really excited he's to a- see what he does now that he's sober and is working yeah i think he's very fucking talented also i think Working with him was very difficult on this movie, and the stories on set 
the fact that the director was able to get this performance because he would only do one take for most scenes. So, like, the fact that she was able to piece this movie together makes it even more impressive. Yeah, it's a feat. It's a feat. I fucking loved it. That's why it's on my list as well. What's your number five? My number five, we talked about it as well. It's fucking The Beach Bum. Martin Lawrence, Zach Efron, Matthew Martin McConaughey. Martin Lawrence is so funny. One of the funniest scenes in any movie this year. Maybe the funniest scene, him <laughs> being the Dolphin Tour guy. It's just, it comes at you start to finish just with, like, this is... We went to see it at the theater. It reminds and, you of, like, Goofy Martin. Yeah. The go- the Goofy, like, character, like, doing characters Martin. It's, me and you went to see this together in the theater. And the it's best a decision we made. Yeah, and the whole time we were, like, I knew it was going to be good. I like Harmony Crewin. I thought look, the trailer made it look great. But like we were both laughing so much the whole time. Like we, how many times did we look at each other and was like, "This movie is like the best movie I've seen ever." It's like, so fucking funny. Like we were like when they're playing with Jonah Hill and him are playing golf and they're doing that ridiculous accent and Jonah Hill's trying to kiss him. Yeah, and then Jonah, my one of my favorite, or that what or the scene where uh, Moon Dog finally gets back to Isla Fisher and just like eats her out for like eight different cuts. Yeah, in front of like the fucking housekeeper. Yeah, and uh, she's like on the phone coordinating the wedding. One of the subtle things I thought was funny too was when Jonah Hill's in the drag queen club surrounded by like all these drag queens kissing him and stuff yeah. he's on the phone so fucking funny it's great it's great but yeah Beach Bomb's number five easy it's funny and it's only an hour and a half guys it's watch fucking it. quick watch it's it's great yeah uh, I, I do remember leaving the movie theater and I was like man I don't want to offend Nick because I know Nick likes Harmony Corrine a lot and I look at you and I go I think that's his best movie and you're like yeah that's definitely no, his yeah, best movie it is absolutely uh my number five is Us, which we already talked about. Yeah. Winston Duke, Lupita Nyong'o, everybody in the movies lights out. It's beautifully done. It's fun. It, it's on my top 25 of the decade. I think it's an important movie. The song choices. God, I mean, great. it's what we ask for. A big budget, original idea with great actors doing cool shit that we have no idea where it's going. Yeah, and it shot beautifully in the fucking score, like you said. Just fucking, it reminded me of a Johnny Greenwood score. It reminded me of the Master score a little bit. The part where they're like the it clinking goes to the and beach. the dinking and shit. Fucking love it. Okay, we're moving into the number four. It's just going to be all the same four movies, but different order. What's your number four? Well, number four, uh, we talked about this already, and you know what else can you say about it? Ari Oster's Midsummer, fucking snub for Oscar. Um, uh, the ending, like I said, it's my favorite ending of any movie this year. Me personally, um, I just that one stuck with me the most. Like you left the theater with just this, like man, that, what the, what did I just fucking watch? That that it's like I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. So just if you hadn't seen it, see it. The the ending will fucking stick with you. It's great, really fun. Yeah, um, it's a slow burn. It's also one you could like watch with your significant other and have a good time watching it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it made us closer. We were just kind of like, this guy's... We're moving in together now. Holy shit. Yeah, it was like, we were just like, this guy's shitty. I would never fucking talk to you like that. Like, (laughs) is it that much to ask? It's not like Marriage Story. Watch Marriage Story in separate rooms. Yeah, don't watch that. And then call an attorney after. Yeah. Uh, My number four uh, is Uncut Gems. Man, okay, okay. I mean... I say that like I'm like, why is that on your list? No, of course. No, you said it like, oh, it's that low, but it's like, it's it. You first off, you haven't seen 1917. I haven't seen it, and it's 
I since once since I've gotten the first off, I did. I was waiting to get the special edition Once Upon a Time, and it was supposed to be at Barnes and Noble, and they didn't fucking have it here. Yeah. So I got the Blu-ray the first day it came out. I've bought I've bought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood four times now. It's I, fucking. It's. I have the steel case. Look, I've it. It's uncut gems. I've got to watch a few more times. I don't know if it'll rank, but I just it's it's number four, and with the top movie the top movies of this year i think that's pretty great no yeah i mean different tastes you know like it's it, well but also like i thought good time was a little better see that i'll get to that in another episode but you, i won't say anything and, and listen it. and listen you could easily put it you could easily put it four three two or one mm-hmm. on any list and i'm not going to be like what a fucking bullshit no thing. yeah yeah um but I loved it. Sandman's great. We talked about it. It's quotable. Yeah, what have I not said about this? It's just fucking perfect. Yeah, and and when I get to the end of my four, I'll explain why it hit fourth. Okay, okay. That, I would love to hear that. Yeah. So we're at number three now. We're in the fucking, like, these are, like... The hitters. Now, now that's not to disparage any of the other movies on the list, but these movies, Top like... Top heavy year. And, and I still stand by 1917 at some point. I want you to see the movie theater, and I, I, I need to. I, maybe Wednesday I'll go. You should go uh, to the Edge for five bucks. What is it? These are the fucking heavy hitters. These are like, man, I've seen. I, I, I've I will rewatch these movies forever, like all timers. Number three easily is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, we did a whole fucking episode about this. Um, Our most, we got a lot of listens. We got a lot of listens. I think this is a lot of people's favorite of the year, probably. Um, it well deserved. Like I thought it was going to be mine too. Like I, I honestly, as soon as I left the theater, I'm like, that's the best movie of the year. Uh, I absolutely think it's Tarantino's best movie. Like it's hands down my favorite movie of his. I know uh, that's kind of a controversial opinion, probably, but. You gotta, you gotta like not. You gotta take away the nostalgia for his past work and just look at it for what it is. I think it's a fucking masterpiece, uh, and it's fun. It's the rewatch values out the fucking roof. Cool. Um, so that's my number three. Uh, my number three is Parasite. It's a good one, man. Here's uh, well, I'm gonna explain after we finish our list these top four and sort of. It was very tough to rank these. It's because they're yeah. all. It's like it's like one A, one B, one C, and one D. Like they're all kind of number. In any other year, these movies I have at my top would be the best movie of any year. Parasite's incredible. The only thing I'll say about Parasite is I'm not going to want to watch it all the time. No, yeah, absolutely. It's emotionally draining and sad, and it really makes you want to murder rich people. It's a once in a blue moon watch. But man, when you do watch it that first time... It blows your head. I mean, it blew my head. It's I a, couldn't think about anything for two weeks. It's a good first time watch going in fucking like, like with Midsummer, just completely. Also, fucking have you ever laughed more at a foreign language movie? No, I don't think I have at all. Like, it was funny. Yeah, it was like it had legit gags and bits and. Yeah, uh, what's his name? The uh, uh, Song Kang Ho from fucking Snowpiercer. I love that guy. That I dude is such a good everything. actor. He's, I want to see all the Bong Jung Hu uh, Bong. June Ho movies that I can see now that he's in. Uh, it's just, I love that guy. He's fucking, he has really good comedic timing. Yes. Isn't what, and I'm going to sound so stupid when I say this. Actually, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> you can't do that. Parasite. Well, I just asked, uh, who is, uh, isn't that the same guy? Isn't that the same actor from Old Boy? 
I don't know. See, I mean, it doesn't make you sound stupid. I have no fucking idea. Um, I don't think so, though. No, I don't think so it's either. It's not. It's not. I didn't mm. think so. I, for a second, I thought so. I read an article about him where it went through all of his movies, and he's been in so much He's been in stuff. a lot of stuff. He's been in all of uh, uh, June Ho's movies, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I love that guy. He's fucking funny. Incredible movie, uh, incredible top year of movies. Yeah, What's your number two? My number two, this will surprise you where it's at, is Uncut Gems. Okay, two away from me. Yeah. One, one removed. Uncut Gems is number two, though. Like I, I honestly thought this was going to be um, my number one, but I had to look up. Like I had to like just put everything aside and look at everything else from this year and just kind of like be this is this is set in stone on the fucking internet forever this is this is how i feel and it was the second best movie of the year it but it's still a perfect movie it's like you said like the top three that's like 1a 1b 1c that's what this is there i I like all these about this it was a real top heavy year we got like all-time classics within like three weeks of each other yes other than once upon and you're like well what what could it be yeah, and these this top three, that's what those are. They're yeah. all like love them just as much as the other one. Uh, my number two is nineteen seventeen. I just talked about it before. It blew me away. I love war movies. I think it's an all timer. I think the performances are beautiful. I, I I don't do this. I was I gasped. Oh man, I don't even want to ruin it. I, I can't tell you guys. I gotta see this fucking I can't, movie. I can't tell you guys much about it because some of it's I I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I need to fucking. I see mean, it, I mean, it's, it's so good. It's so beautiful, and I. This one might. I might look back and be like, man, it pro- probably should have been like six, but like I remember Dunkirk. Even though it wasn't like my favorite movie of that year, the experience of seeing an IMAX at McWayne Center in the dome and how good it was and how incredible it was for a movie theater experience. Yeah, it's like I can't. I. I can't put anything above it. I love I love nineteen seventeen, number two movie. If it drops, whatever. But I think it's it's a perfect film, and it's shot beautifully. And it will. I saw somebody say it was beautiful, but they didn't want to see it again, which yeah. is weird because it's like I would watch this movie on loop. Okay. It's so fucking badass. It's and it's just a badass movie. Just a. I, I'm going get to get the it. job. Like just like. There's nothing else. No one, and like the different big actors who pop, like it's huge British actors like Cumberbatch, Colin Firth, and they pop up in these random moments. Yeah, you're just like it's a nice little surprise, like little treats. It's the great, man. It's just I'm, I get it. I get it. I was when I went in, I was like, okay, one shot. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. We'll see. And then I was like, holy shit. They made the best, maybe the best war movie ever made. <laughs> wow, Sam Mendes made it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I got those 007 chops, taught him how to shoot action. I guess so, man. Um, and Roger Deakins is incredible. Number two, uh, 1917. What's your number one? I think this will be fun to do because... Uh, uh, do you want me to guess it? We're both on number one. I bet you I can guess yours. Do you want to guess mine? Oh, yours is Parasite. You got it, buddy. That's number one. <laughs> What's my number one? Once Upon a Time yes, in Hollywood. Sir, it is. What if I left Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I, I, there's no look. fucking way that's not <laughs> it. I honestly thought that would be it anyway. Da, 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 da. It, well, when we first saw it, you liked it more than me. Now, since I've been able to watch it on DVD, it, it's just, 
I like I've fallen asleep to it like ten or fifteen times. Yeah, it's and I just I'll just be kind of tired and be like, oh, I'll just put on this scene and fall asleep. Yeah, it's fucking. It, you can put it on like vignettes almost. Like it's this is like this, every amazing. scene is great. It, and it's it's like a it's like a really good album where you start out and you're like, oh, this scene's my this song is my favorite on the album, and then after you listen to it a ton, yeah. you're like, oh no, this song is my favorite. It's it's a well-rounded fucking movie. Because at first, the second time I watched it in the movie theater, first time we watched it, I was like, god damn, we are on this bounty law set for forever. Yeah, I yeah. kind of don't give a shit about this. I'd rather get back to bed and... Now I'm like, dude, the bounty law stuff. Yeah. <laughs> where the little girl makes him cry. It's and- all so fucking good. And when he's like, line! And he forgets the line. That shit was so fucking like... Also, the little thing that I didn't realize from the first time I watched it, because like, kind of watching a new Tarantino movie is a little... There's so much. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize that he was actually... he was When he was at the house drinking the whiskey sours, he was actually repeating the lines that he was going to be doing in Bounty Law. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what does he say? Get that... Get that uh, girl down there with the fiddle and have her play her little pickled heart out. Yeah, when he's in the pool and everything. And when he's too. in the pool and he's reading the other lines and he's like Spanish, 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 yeah, yeah. Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. It's just it's funny. It's so fucking hilarious. I even like the backlash from it was funny. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like dude, this movie is so unimpeachably awesome. Margot Robbie is just perfect in it you hear people that like typically are annoying with their fucking opinions about shit like this even be like okay this is a this tarantino movie is really fucking well good. also even the people were like oh Morgan robert didn't say anything and is that it? was the most annoying people in the fucking world it's like this movie is not about sharon tate no sharon tate movie. is supposed to be youth and happiness and joy and these two old motherfuckers are supposed to be anger and bitterness and everything that's wrong with the world. I don't know how you don't see that immediately. And it's fucking... It's a hangout movie, man. You're hanging out with these fucking guys all day, and it's fun. And you're a fucking... (laughs) Fuck you if you don't like this movie, you're a fucking idiot. All the different... uh, The the radio and the car playing the commercials. I love it. Men have four distinct smells. Yeah. (laughs) And then you... uh, (laughs) That's Roman fucking Polanski, the director of Rosemary's fucking baby. Oh. I love, I love all the fucking. I like that they use the uh, fucking uh, 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 the was a George Orwell book or something like that. that they yes. use the commercial for that shit. Sounds so fucking cool. Um, yeah, it's great. It's my when favorite. When all the Tarantino. lights flip up and they're playing uh, "Out of Time" by the Rolling Stones. And I used to not like that version. I used to like the other version better with fucking Brian Jones. I like on the, the other uh, version better too, but this one's this fun. This one I like better now though from this Listen, movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so good, it got me listening to Neil Diamond. Yeah, it's like that soundtrack fucking goes in. It bangs. They use the best Bob Seger song. They use the Bob Seger in the system fucking rambling listen, game one man. Listen, don't talk to Pod Thomas Anderson about Bob Seger. We got you. We get it. We Listen, we'll take love a whole road trip with you and listen to Seeger the we'll whole way. We'll go see fucking Seeger, man. <laughs> I love Seeger. We should do a podcast after a Seeger show. Yeah, go to some, fucking... Go to some horseshoe casino where he's playing Be the Youngest <laughs> People There. Fuck, I'll go. That'd I be, love That'd be killer. Uh, I've just gushed about Once Upon... It's so good. I love the rewatch. I love everything about it. Is it your... Would you Would you agree with me that's his best movie? I, I can't go there yet. Paul... It's weird. It's like the Chris Rock joke. Like, 
your favorite music is the music you were listening to when you first started fucking. Yeah. So it's like Pulp Fiction in a lot of ways was like being in the South and having super conservative family and not getting to watch film, not even having cable TV. Yeah. And being 12 years old babysitting a group of kids and putting Pulp Fiction in because I was like, oh, Bruce Willis is in it. Yeah, yeah. And being like, holy shit, what? This is what stuff can do? It's like, oh, Bruce Willis kills a fucking guy with a sword? <laughs> well, it's like, he's not even in it and I didn't even give a shit. I remember yeah. laughing so hard about giving bitch foot massage, ain't even the same fucking thing. Ain't even yeah. the same fucking sport. Also, uh, the Rewatchables podcasts that they did with Quentin Tarantino yeah, and Bill Simmons Dunkirk. did. Dunkirk yeah. and King of New York, which is yeah. an incredible movie that I love. Fucking slip on. And he bit. wrote Jewels for Lawrence Fishburne. Man. And Lawrence Fishburne turned it down. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason... <laughs> did you hear any of that? I haven't listened to all of them yet. I'll spoil a little bit of it. But, so the reason... So Lawrence Fishburne turns down Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah. And they need somebody for Die Hard 4. Okay. Lawrence Fishburne, because he had new management around him, his management told him not to take the movie. He wanted to take it. But they were like, you need to be a leading man. You need to be number one. So uh, he turns it down. And when Die Hard comes around, he goes, I want a million dollars to do Die Hard 4. And they're like, we're not paying you that. Die Hard with a Vengeance? Yeah. That's the third one. Third one, sorry. Dude, you know these fucking listeners. Sorry, are going to Especially that. fucking Die Hard. Okay, guys, yeah. sorry. That but is a good one, though. That's probably Die Hard with a Vengeance is incredible. And Tarantino's like, yeah. And the people were like, who should we get? Who can we get? We need to get somebody. And they're like, well, we heard there's this Samuel Jackson guy. Yeah who's in this movie called Pulp Fiction that everybody's raving about. So the producers of Die Hard with a Vengeance flew out to Cannes to watch that movie. And then right after that movie, they offered Sam Jack oh, the Die Hard role over Lawrence Fishburne. Poor Lawrence Fishburne. Pretty Fucking great. That's what you great. get, though, man. You made a bad but decision. It's tough to say it's my favorite. It's definitely in the top three. Yeah. And it just depends on... I, I will watch it more than Inglorious Bastards for sure. Yeah, it's it's has the most rewatch value. And Jackie Brown again, it's like one A one B. Like my number one's Pulp Fiction. There's everything else, and then there's like Hateful Eight and Django. I think, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. kind of how Dude, I look at it. Django is bottom of the list now for me. I, I watched it recently, and it's just I don't even love it really. You know, <laughs> it's it's fun. Like it's it's my least favorite movie. Of his I'll fucking say it. Yeah, I, I just saw it. It's down at the bottom. It's for fucking me too. awful. I like Hateful Eight way better. It's just Christoph Waltz shouldn't kill Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. It's a cop out. It's essentially like Tarantino being like, "I get to kill the slave owner," and it's like, "What? Why do you?" Yeah, um. Jamie Foxx. Like, it makes no sense. This dude goes to all this trouble to help Jamie Foxx save his wife. It's just so fucking. And then he. Drops the fucking ball at the very, 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 very end. Yeah, it doesn't give you what you want. You it's want like, that. What? I get why Will Smith was like, why doesn't Django kill the guy? Yeah. And then Django kills everybody. It's I it's fucking yeah. I, I don't DiCaprio's fun in it. It's there's fun performances. I like Christoph Waltz. And I like when, Jamie And when Fox Jamie Foxx chooses the blue outfit, is funny. Yeah, there's good shit. In and it. the little tooth but, bouncing around is a funny. There's yeah. good but shit. It's, the music's good, all of it. But it's just go to your number one parasite. Why is it your number one? I, there's just nothing like it. It's uh, one you go, you just absolutely have to fucking see blindly, and you'll fucking. 
I feel bad for anybody who has this movie ruined for them. Yeah, you. that's not, like, seriously go into it blindly. Don't watch the trailer or anything. The trailer, which I saw before it, you'd still be going in blindly. It doesn't give anything away. Um, and it's like it's kind of like peeling off a fucking Band-Aid real fucking slow the whole movie. And well, and it does that thing that I typically complain about in movies where I'm like, you're trying to say too much. You're talking about class, but it violence. Does, yeah. But it's like... Oh, they're talking about eight different things and they nail all eight of them. Yeah, and it's not heavy-handed or preachy still somehow. It's not at all. It's just very much like, hey, this is fucked up and that's why it's fucked up. And you're a fucking bad person if you don't agree with that. Uh, It's pretty fucking simple math. You were talking about Midsommar having an ending. Parasite's got a pretty fucking good ending. Kind of comes out of left field. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Um, the whole, like, last act is fucking insane you know it it might be as far as how midsummer's ending made me feel it stuck with me that's why it's my favorite ending but yeah i mean parasites and parasites a left turn it's fucking insane because if parasite was just about what the first like 45 minutes to an hour were it would still be the one of the best yeah, movies of the it'd year. It'd still be number one. But, like, what it does after that? It like, exceeds. That, that's why. Now I, I want to redo my list because I'm like, God, yeah, Parasite. Wow. What it's a- tough, man. The top three, though, those are like, they're all just. Hey, Uncut Gems was hard to dethrone as number one. Uh, I saw it after Parasite, but, like, I sat and really fucking thought about it, and I'm like, man, Uncut Gems' rewatch value is fucking insane. Like, all the safeties. Well, Where's the money, Howie? Yeah, all the lines it's are just, just it's so the, good. It's an instant fucking like throwing this on all the time. I've watched it so many fucking times. Uh, but the same with Good Time too. Like you know, I've seen it more times than fucking a lot of fucking movies that are my favorite. I love when when Howie. Like, yeah, yeah. She said, uh, "Take out all the slips in here. You start with this pile. I'll do this pile. You do this yeah, pile." Yeah. Wait, wait, why? Who, who are you making a call to? Nothing. I'm just making a call. You know what? Fuck yeah. He's he just like that. such a bad liar. Like, <laughs> he just doesn't care. It's like, do you think this is gonna? Get- oh my god! How about when she get gets the tattoo? We can't even be buried together. Yeah, that little subtle fucking like uh, that he's Jewish. Like it's oh, fucking great. It's so funny. A lot of people. You know what sucks, man? Did you get the Howie tattoo with yours? <laughs> I didn't oh. get one with mine. Like, apparently they had some that were selling at the pop-up shop that comes with a Howie tattoo, like, that's on Julia Fox's back, but I didn't get one. Damn, um, I didn't. I got to look in mine. We'll look after the, we're yeah, done with this. I didn't see it, but yeah. So, uh, that's our top ten. I do want to say the reason Uncut Gems is not in the top is because the three movies, like, sort of blew my mind, and Uncut Gems was very good and tense. But it just, it was sort of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you thought it would be that. And I sort of telegraphed a lot of it. And I'm not mad. It's a, listen, it's a great, 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 great movie. I love it. It's quotable. I'll probably watch it more than I watch Parasite. Should I'll probably watch it more than 1917. But just the experience of my top three, uh, just those in the movie theater. I get exactly what you mean. That's why Parasite's above it for me. It's just, it's oh, like, blows you away. Can I roll through honorable mentions and any ones I miss, you let me know. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have any. This year sucked. I think <laughs> I think there's a few, and I'll name a few. Uh, I like Bombshell a lot, Little Women. Uh, the Art of Self-Defense I loved a lot with Jesse I Eisenberg. I I didn't see that, man. It's incredible. You should watch it now. High Flying Bird, the Steven Soderbergh movie. Okay. 
Uh, loved it. The Farewell. Last Black Man in San Francisco. Queen and Slim. Love Toy Story 4. Dolomite. Always Be My Maybe. On Netflix. I like Blinded by the Light a lot about the Pakistani yeah. guy in England who likes Bruce Springsteen. The Souvenir. I have some. Also, uh, Booksmart and uh, Good Boys. I have fun. some now that, now that I think about it. I mean, it was. It's just in comparison to like last year and even the year before that, it was very. When you can go through like 50 movies. And yeah, like, wow. man. But this, this year it was pretty cut and dry. Oh, also, I didn't have. Marriage Story on there, but obviously liked Marriage Story. We talked about it. I have a few honorable mentions as well. Yeah. Um, you probably you know, got some horror, right? Uh, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, these are honorable mentions. There's a reason they didn't make the list. They just weren't like, they didn't blow me the fuck away, but they were good movies. Oh, and all. Ad Astra. Fucking still hadn't seen that, man. Right. Because I, I, I think that one could have possibly made my list. But uh, here's some shit that I liked that I thought was good that was, is worth checking out. Uh, some stuff that surprised me. Uh, Lords of Chaos was really good. I liked that. Uh, oh yeah. Um, here's one that just surprised me. It's it's worth checking out. Is extremely wicked. Uh, shockingly, shockingly evil and vile on Netflix. Uh, Zach Efron playing Ted Bundy. I liked that. I Did thought you it, hear about that disease he got? Uh. Uh-uh. He got like a parasite that almost killed him while he was filming in Australia or Africa. Wow, I had no fucking idea. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I like that. Um, Holoth, uh, rewatched it. I fucking loved that movie. It barely didn't make the list. Uh, Climax, loved that. Oh, Climax. That shit fucking... Fucked up movie. Fucked up movie. Blast Black Man in San Francisco as well. I enjoyed that a lot. A lot of people... It was a little... It, it Noah Cannon said it best. It could have been a really, really great short film. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think it, it gets a little heavy-handed at times. Um, love Donald. I'm Donald Glover. Love Danny Glover. Fucking great. He, he broke my fucking heart in it. He was my favorite part of the movie. God, why isn't Danny Glover in more stuff? I don't know. I think he... Uh, I don't know. Is he I, religious? I have no idea. I know he's uh, in some of those faith movies. He could be. I mean, it probably is then. Um, yeah. Mr. America, which is a fucking hilarious... Uh, Still haven't seen fucking it. Fucking great. Oh, somebody really cool recommended that movie to me. Uh, I'm sorry I'm forgetting your name, but uh, that I was surprised. They were like, really? Mr. America? It's fucking great. It's, it's very surprised. It's a fucking great satire about like not having self-awareness. It's fucking... It's great. Um, Rick Alverson's The Mountain. I'm a fan of anything he fucking does. Not for everybody. It's like if fucking, uh, I've heard it described like it's like Jeff Goldblum if he gave you a fucking lobotomy and he just dragged you around for fucking two hours. It's fucking weird. It's uh, a weird movie. I liked it. Yeah. Um, El Camino, I think, is worth mentioning. It didn't make the list. Oh, of the, yeah. It's it's good. It's like, it's the continuation. R.I.P. Robert Forrester. Right. We needed that story of Jesse. That's the one thing I wanted to fucking know that was uh, not tied up with Breaking Bad. I want to know what happened to Jesse. This gives you a good fucking Also, conclusion. I love the way they film their schemes yeah it's when he great. takes apart the apartment and yeah the how fucking crazy jesse plemons is yeah man dude that shit he's such a fucked up asshole uh <laughs> but yeah that that was great double mod is my name obviously fun fucking movie um i'm i got the irishman on here i've watched it three times uh, I, I love the irishman i love I like, that you've given the irishman a full work week of your time it's it's great like uh it's not for everybody i get why people wouldn't like it but uh i think it's kind of a good deconstruction of like uh like alpha fucking like gangster guys like they're not shit really they're the fucking lonely losers at the end of the day yeah um uh, hey at the end of your life 
if you suck, the only thing you get is the door cracked yeah, open. Yeah, you dedicate your life to some fucking dick kid that doesn't deserve it. I watched it three times, too, but I I just kept giving it tries and tries. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, the souvenir. I snuck that in last minute. Uh, barely didn't make the list either, along with High Life. Uh, but yeah, that's my honorable mentions from this year or 2019. Wow, we balled through it. Yeah, man. Go us. Listen, and I, we did top tens. We did all the Oscars. We did movie news. We caught up, reviewed 1917, guys, and we're out in under two hours. Yeah, we fucking did it, man. This is a fucking hour feat. thirty, hour thirty something minute podcast. We banged it out. Uh, we're gonna be doing more content, more stuff. I know we promised that, but we've now. Nick and I have both got our schedules in a way where we can do this more yeah. often. Thank you guys again for listening. Please like, share, review, subscribe, tell your friends if they like movies too. We're just two dudes that love movies. This is the best motherfucking movie podcast on the planet. Yeah, and you know, I know y'all are probably waiting on that fucking uh, best of the decade list. We are finally tuning that shit because we know this is permanent. That's a big fucking task to take. That is. And also, uh, we didn't get to watch the end of some of these movies, and it's taken us some time to watch all of them. So we had to make some edits. Yeah. Um, But that'll be out very shortly because that's done and in the works. And then we got interviews, movies, all sorts of stuff. If you want to interact with us, at Pod Thomas Anderson on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, if you want to email us, podthomasanderson at gmail.com. Um, we're going to try to do some different stuff that we've promised that we will come through on. Going to get a letterbox going. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing video at some point during this year. I already have the get up and the setup and everything. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else are we going to do? Uh, we're going to try to do some more content, some more interviews. We're going to try to figure out how you guys can watch movies with us and do commentaries on movies. Maybe some bonus episodes doing some commentary. Some bonus stuff. A lot of stuff on the horizon. Tell your friends who like movies. We appreciate y'all so much. And also, thanks for sticking with us while I've been sporadic. Yeah. We're going to be more consistent now. Thank you, guys. Like, share, review, subscribe. See you.